Chapter sixty six of the Headless Horseman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Headless Horseman A Strange Tale of Texas by Maine Reed. Chapter sixty six Chased by Comanches. It was Isadora who had thus strangely and suddenly shown herself. What was bringing her back, and why was she riding at such a perilous pace? To explain it, we must return to that dark reverie from which she is startled by her encounter with the Tejanos. While galloping away from the Alamo, she had not thought of looking back to ascertain whether she was followed. Absorbed in schemes of vengeance, she had gone on, without even giving a glance behind. It was but slight comfort to her to reflect that Louise Poindexter had appeared equally determined upon parting from the jackalé. With a woman's intuitive quickness, she suspected the cause, though she knew too well it was groundless. Still, there was some pleasure in the thought that her rival, ignorant of her happy fortune, was suffering like herself. There was a hope, too, that the incident might produce estrangement in the heart of this proud Creole lady towards the man so condescendingly beloved, though it was faint, vague, and scarce believed in by her who conceived it taking her own heart as a standard she was not one to lay much stress on the condescension of love her history was proof of its leveling power still was there the thought that her presence at the jacale had given pain and might result in disaster to the happiness of her hated rival isidora had begun to dwell upon this with a sort of subdued pleasure that continued unchecked till the time of her rencontre with the texans on turning back with these her spirits underwent a change the road to be taken by louise should have been the same as that by which she had herself come but no lady was upon it the creole must have changed her mind and stayed by the jacale was perhaps at that very moment performing the metier isidora had so fondly traced out for herself the belief that she was about to bring shame upon the woman who had brought ruin upon her was the thought that now consoled her the questions put by poindexter and his companions sufficiently disclosed the situation still clearer was it made by the final interrogations of calhoun and after her interrogators had passed away she remained by the side of the thicket half in doubt whether to ride on the leona or to go back to be the spectator of a scene that by her own contrivance could scarce fail to be exciting she is upon the edge of the chaparral just inside the shadow of the timber she is astride her gray steed that stands with spread nostril and dilated eye gazing after the cavallada and has late parted from the spot a single horseman in the rear of the rest her horse might wonder why he is being thus ridden about but he is used to sudden changes in the will of his capricious rider she is looking in the same direction towards the alhuete whose dark summit towers above the bluffs of the alamo she sees the searchers descend and after them the man who has so minutely questioned her as his head sinks below the level of the plain she fancies herself alone upon it in this fancy she is mistaken she remains irresolute for a time ten fifteen twenty minutes her thoughts are not to be envied there is not much sweetness in the revenge she believes herself instrumental in having accomplished if she has caused humiliation in the woman she hates along with it she may have brought ruin upon the man whom she loves 
despite all that has passed she cannot help loving him santissima virgin she mutters with a fervent earnestness what have i done if these men los reguladores the dreaded judges i've heard of if they should find him guilty where may it end in his death mother of god i do not desire that not by their hands no no how wild their looks and gestures stern determined and when i pointed out the way how quickly they rode off without further thought of me oh they have made up their minds don mauricio is to die and he a stranger among them so have i heard not of their country or kindred only of the same race alone friendless with many enemies santissima what am i thinking of is not he who has just left me that cousin of whom i've heard speak ay de mi now do i understand the cause of his questioning his heart like mine own like mine own she sits with her gaze bent over the open plain the gray steed still frets under restraint though the cavallada has long since passed out of sight he but responds to the spirit of his rider which he knows to be vacillating chaffing under some irresolution tis the horse that first discovers a danger or something that sense of it he proclaims it by a low tremulous neigh as if to attract her attention while his head tossed back towards the chaparral shows that the enemy is to be looked for in that direction who or what is it warned by the behavior of her steed isidora faces to the thicket and scans the path by which she has lately passed through it it is the road or trail leading to the leona tis only open to the eye for a straight stretch of about two hundred yards beyond it comes screened by the bushes though which it goes circuitously no one is seen upon it nothing save two or three lean coyotes that skulk under the shadow of the trees scenting the shod tracks in the hope of finding some scrap that may have fallen from the hurrying horsemen it is not these that have caused the gray to show such excitement he sees them but what of that the prairie wolf is a sight to him neither startling nor rare there is something else something he has either scented or heard isidora listens for a time without hearing aught to alarm her the howl bark of the jackal does not beget fear at any time much less in the joy of the daylight she hears only this her thoughts again return of the dejanos especially to him who has last parted from her side she is speculating on the purpose of this earnest interrogation when once more she is interrupted by the action of her horse the animal shows impatience at being kept upon the spot snuffs the air snorts and at length gives utterance to a neigh far louder than before this time it is answered by several others from horses that appear to be going along the road though still hidden behind the trees their hoof strokes are heard at the same time but not after the strange horses have either stopped short or gone off at a gentle pace making no noise isidora conjectures the former she believes the horses to be ridden and that their riders have checked them up on hearing the neigh of their own she quiets him and listens a humming is heard through the trees though indistinct it can be told to be the sound of men's voices holding a conversation in a low muttered tone presently it becomes hushed and the chaparral is again silent the horsemen whoever they are continued halted perhaps hesitating to advance isidora is scarce astonished at this and not much alarmed some travellers perhaps en route for the rio grande or it may be some stragglers from the texan troop who on hearing a horse neigh have stopped from an instinct of precaution 
it is only natural at a time when indians are known to be on the war-path equally natural that she should be cautious about encountering the strangers whoever they may be and with this thought she rides softly to one side placing herself and her horse under cover of the mezquit tree where she again sits listening not along before discovering that the horsemen have commenced advancing towards her not along the travelled trail but through the thicket and not altogether but as if they had separated and were endeavouring to accomplish a surround she can tell this by hearing the hoof-strokes in different directions all going gently but evidently diverging from each other while the riders are preserving a profound silence ominous either of cunning or caution perhaps of evil intent they may have discovered her position the neighing of her steed has betrayed it they may be riding to get round her in order to advance from different sides they make sure of her capture how is she to know that their intent is not hostile she has enemies one well remembered don miguel diaz besides there are the comanches to be distrusted at all times and now no longer en pas she begins to feel alarm she has been long in arising but the behavior of the unseen horseman is at least suspicious ordinary travelers would have continued along the trail these are sneaking through the chaparral she looks around her scanning her place of concealment she examines only to distrust it the thin feathery fondage of the mesquit will not screen her from an eye passing near the hoof-strokes tell that more than one cavalier is coming that way she must soon be discovered at the thought she strikes the spur into the horse's side and rides out from the thicket then turning along the trail she trots on into the open plain that extends towards the alamo her intention is to go two or three hundred yards beyond range of arrow or bullet then halt until she can discover the character of those who are advancing whether friends or to be feared if the latter she will trust to the speed of her gallant grey to carry her on the protection of the tejanos she does not make the intended halt she is hindered by the horsemen at that moment seen bursting forth from among the bushes simultaneously with each other and almost as soon as herself they spring out at different points and in converging lines ride up rapidly towards her a glance shows them to be men of bronze-coloured skins and half-naked bodies with red paint on their faces and scarlet feathers sticking up out of their hair los indios mechanically mutters the mexican as driving the rowels against the ribs of her steed she goes off at full gallop for the aljujute a quick glance behind shows her she is pursued though she knows it without that the glance tells her more that the pursuit is close and earnest so earnest that the indians contrary to their usual custom do not yell their silence speaks of a determination to capture her and as if by a plane already preconcerted hither though she has had but little fear of an encounter with the red rovers of the prairie for years have they been in pas both with texans and mexicans and the only danger to be dreaded from them was a little rudeness when under the influence of drink just as a lady in civilized life may dislike upon a lonely road to meet a crowd of navigators who have been spending their day at the beer-house isidora has passed through a peril of this kind and remembers it with less pain from the thought of the peril itself than the ruin it has led to but her danger is different now the peace is past there is war upon the wind her pursuers are no longer intoxicated with the fire-water of their foes they are thirsting for blood and she flies to escape not only dishonor but it may be death on over that open plain 
with all the speed she can take out of her horse, all that whip and spur and voice can accomplish. She alone speaks, her pursuers are voiceless, silent as spectres. Only once does she glance behind. There are still but four of them, but four is too many against one, and that one a woman. There is no hope, unless she can get within hail of the Texans. She presses on for the Alhuhute. End of chapter 66